welcome to SpinFL. What's up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. Skip Misara. And we're two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. Man, I'm licking my wounds over here. Uh, we're late. We normally come out a little bit uh, earlier uh, in the week, but schedules be schedules, man. We're two busy men trying to put together a schedule for this podcast that doesn't pay us anything. That's true. <laughs> so it's like, we got to take the pay stuff first. So sorry, y'all, but we're here. We're dropping this one today, and then tomorrow we're going to do uh, prepare for week 15. I know. But this is the week 14 wrap-up. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm pretty good. Uh, yeah, like you said, I've been kind of busy. I got a lot of deadlines I'm trying to hit before I officially kind of break for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, but last night we had a nice, um, me and the family, we went down and we bought a Christmas tree. Nice. We're doing we a Saturday. Up, we put up the tree. Um, we We hung our Julio Jones. Christmas tree ornament that we hang every year. Uh, and this year I got some special. Uh, I bought a, I bought a Falcons, like little glass ball ornament. I bought a Titans one for Joanna and a Bengals one for Saga. So that's the new addition. So we've got <clears throat> on our Christmas tree, we have Julio Jones. We have the Bengals repped, Titans repped. And we also have plenty of Bulldogs ornaments as well, of course. Nice. So, yeah. Man, do I have any Dolphins ornaments? I gotta figure that out. Should my whole one, family, bro. my whole family, they're loyal to the Dolphins, unlike your trader family. So uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so we all got Sandra. She was wearing the other day. I was like, "Oh, girl, you looking sexy with that Dolphins shirt on, girl." Mm-hmm. She thought I was talking about her body. I was talking mm-hmm. about that shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to fuck that Dolphin. I want to fuck that Dolphin. The Dolphin better watch out now. <laughs> dolphin trying to get away, too. Trying to jump into the water. There's nothing over in that water. No, 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 no. Yeah, man, but we uh, it was an interesting week of football. My team let me down. I'll go ahead mm. and say it. Uh, it was I was we were cruising, and it was a double header. So on my TV, I had I pulled up the two screens because mm. I love the Manning cast. It's just the best thing mm. to hear these guys talk football. I, I love to see how they handle these interviews with some people that are just like what, <laughs> and then people watching they're watching the game, trying to keep it going. I think the whole thing is uh, fun to watch. Which one were the, which game were they on? The Manicast. They were oh, doing like really? a red zone. Imagine red zone oh, with uh, Peyton and Eli. Wow, but they, since they were jumping back and forth, I knew I only wanted to watch the Dolphins game. So I had the Dolphins game on the left of the TV, mm. like a double screen. Mm. I had a split screen. And on mm. the right screen, I had Manicast. But then in the big parts of the Dolphins game, you could make it big on the TV uh-huh. and then have a little one. You could change the type of multi view. Uh, it was pretty cool. So I Weird. did that. And then. Uh, and then it was a little ahead. The live feed was a little ahead of the Manning cast. Right. So, like, I can I see the play, and then I'm like, oh, I want to hear what they say about this play. And then I go to them, and they're like, oh, man, come on, too. You got to get the ball out there, you know? <laughs> oh, right. Like, great throw. Like, when uh, Will Levis is balling, but we'll get, we'll get to that. Let's start with the Thursday night game with the, the <laughs> uh, one of the upsets of the weekend. The Patriots put up 21 on the Steelers. I mean, Zappy just Zappy took his hammer out and his mm. nail and nailed it in the fucking Mac Jones coffin. <laughs> Poor Mac, man. I got a root for that guy. Poor Mac. It's over. 
Yeah, it's true. I, I I think he also kind of exposed the Steelers a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, obviously the Steelers. It's not a good look when you lose back to back games to two win teams. Um, yeah, my Tom and has some, and yeah. then they drop out of the playoff picture. Um, but also lose Alex Highsmith, one of their best defensive oh, players, yeah. to a neck injury. Um, overall, it was just a terrible night for the Steelers, um, who obviously hoped that firing Matt Canada would kind of turn their offense around, but it hasn't. Um, Uh, Oh, 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 hold up now. Hold up now. Mm. I watched the game, Mm. and I don't know if I've seen – like I've seen some real bad quarterback play this this year. Mm. Mitch Trubisky, man, he's down there with the worst. Sure. It's so bad. Like, I'm just like, what? I can't believe some of these guys are playing. I know that he was a backup, but this dude was a third pick of the draft or whatever he was. They traded up to get him, and he's trash. Uh, look, I don't disagree with that. I do not think that Mr. Trubisky should be playing football in the NFL anymore at all. Um, that being said, before he was forced to play for the Steelers, I'm just saying that, like, you know, yeah, they fire Matt Canada. The Steelers finally get over 400 yards in the game for the first first time time. in three years or something. Um, But it wasn't like they were all that impressive, even though they had gotten 400. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they were formally, yeah, they had turnovers (laughs) in red zone and shit like that. I'm just, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I think that there still is some kind of fundamental problem. Mm-hmm. With the Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. Um, that Worst coach in the league. I still love him. I <laughs> yeah, really do. <clears throat> yeah. And there were articles uh, like uh, that have been coming out in the last week. Like, oh, should should the Steelers part ways with Mike Tomlin? I was like, fuck yes, out of here, please fire yeah. him. And yeah. Atlanta, every team, every team him. will be, yeah. every team will be like, uh, <laughs> there's what yeah. three? No, there's six teams that might not take him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> got like yeah. Eagles, 49ers, mm-hmm. Dolphins, who will probably kick the can a little bit. Uh, you know who else got a coach of the uh, Chiefs? That's kind of it. I think probably like t- somewhere between 25, 26, 27 yeah. teams would be picking up the phone saying, "Get uh, that motherfucker in the building right now." Yes, his, he would have the teams would come to his uh, house instead of him going to for interviews. But that's <laughs> that, that's not going to happen. They did mm-hmm. shut the Patriots out in the second half. True. Um, and they put up eight points. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Z- I mean, this was kind of interesting that Zeke had such a great game. Um, Man, didn't, just... didn't quite see that coming, but. Guess who saw it coming and decided not to bet on it? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Me, this guy, this idiot over here. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, I think what we're seeing here is precisely what we've been predicting for the last couple of weeks, which is that the Steelers were in a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. They're going to fall out, mm-hmm. and someone else is going to take that spot. I mean, the bottleneck that exists in, in the wild card race in the AFC is kind of crazy. We'll get into it yeah. in the next episode when we yeah. go through the standings. Yeah. But it's nuts how many people, how many teams are seven and six right now. It's absolutely absurd. And I don't think for a second that the Steelers are going to come out with a wild card playoff berth at all. Uh, well, we're speaking of uh, teams with the same record, the <clears throat> NFC South had. Dual, like they had. This is the end of the season type of weekend. Uh, weekend they had, where mm. the teams played each other. 
I don't know if I've seen that before. An in-season division rivalry played out in the, the entire division. Mm-hmm. Normally, it's the last week of the season to keep people watching. But mm-hmm. uh, they did it this week, too. So it's going to happen the last week of the season as well. But sure. this week, Falcons, Bucks, Panthers, Saints played. So the Falcons-Bucks game, man, how you feel? I mean, the Falcons did what the Falcons do. Um, you know, they they did – <laughs> they're the most consistently inconsistent team in the NFL this year, I think. Yeah. Um, and essentially, I think I read an article this morning where it was like Ritter is the Falcons and the Falcons are Desmond Ritter, right? You have moments of promise <laughs> moments where he's moving down the field. Uh, and, and then it just all begins to unravel. Um, you know, there's no. We had no business losing this football game. I mean, we we have better players. Um, you, you lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a day where Mike Evans, Mister mm. Automatic, one you know thousand yeah. yards every season, Golden has jacket. one one catch for eight yards, and you yeah. can't beat the Bucks. Uh, part of that is because Rashad White has just been like really for the last five or six weeks. Uh, yeah. in the season, Rashad White has been easily a top five running back. He's got 102 yards on the day. Um, he's been fantastic. We somehow lose, despite the fact that we get <laughs> – Drake London has the game of his life. He has 10 receptions for 172 yards. Mm-hmm. It, and honestly, this happens because we just make these really stupid fundamental mistakes, like Ritter throwing – what was nearly a pick six on what, like the four yard line? I mean, we're just giving points away at this point, bro. Really throwing the ball forty times, <clears throat> and y'all running the ball uh, twenty-two times. It, it to and me, and then is... them running the ball forty times <laughs> and throwing the ball twenty-nine times. They it looks like they did a game plan y'all should have had. To me, this is the Arthur. This is like where the Arthur Smith problem comes into the conversation. And and I heard, not that I don't necessarily believe in this take, but I heard a really interesting take from this podcast I was listening to, and they were basically like, with guys like Bijan Robinson, Drake London, Algier. Kyle Pitts, Algier. This guy basically said, "What if the Falcons are basically?" like the 49ers, but without a decent quarterback and, and a good coach, right? Ooh. Like they have all the, they have Patterson. all the, you said Patterson. Yeah. Corderell too. Yeah. They have all the skill position players that they need, mm-hmm. but they Ooh. don't have spicy. A, they don't have the, you can't have a system quarterback like Brock party. If you don't have a system, mm-hmm. And Arthur Smith doesn't really have a system. You could you probably, I mean? you really could work in a, in a good system. <clears throat> Maybe the right yeah. system. I mean, if you, I, I like to. He talk can shit move about, too. He can move. Look, I talk shit about Kyle Shanahan all the time, but I'll be the first to tell you that the guy knows how to put together a system where you can take a quarterback who's literally taken last in the draft and you can turn him into an MVP candidate. I mean, it's crazy. It, it's like the the reason why I hate Kyle Shanahan so much is not only because he fucked up the Super Bowl thing; it's because he left. Yeah, it's but. because he left. I wanted him to stay. I wanted him to stay and mm, and figure it and, out. And figure it out because I really yeah. I I wanted him to stay and do for us 
what he's doing for the 49ers. I'm mad at him because he left. That's why I hate him so much. Um, oh, no. So, did you just wipe a tear? I did. I wiped a tear. <laughs> <clears throat> I, just, right. I just shed a tear for Kyle Shanahan. We but, did not have to talk about this game anymore. Uh, so, okay. Other than the situation is this. We, because we lost this game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now have the first, uh, they, they occupy the first spot in the NFC South mm-hmm. um, because of tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. And we've essentially, the, winning the division is no longer in our hands. Our, our destiny right. is, is elsewhere. Uh, um, so the NFC relate. South, and, and to be clear, whoever wins the NFC South, based on the standings is either going to be playing in the first round versus the Philadelphia Eagles or the Dallas Cowboys. So it's like, good night. Bye-bye. Um, it it's doesn't an embarrassing exit. It, yeah, exactly. So it is what it is. I'm at the point in the season where I'm like, I would love to make the playoffs just to say that progress happened. But I guess in some ways, like if we don't make the playoffs, it kind of increases the chances of Arthur Smith getting fired Damn. because I, I feel zero faith. I have yeah. no faith in him at this point, man. Uh, do you have faith in Dan Campbell? I'm starting to get a little less so, not so much, a little shaky on the Dan Campbell front here uh, after they losing got- to the to the Bears. They lose 28 to 13. Um, I mean, oh, look, the Bears d- d- deserve some credit because their defense has been has been getting better in the last several weeks. And they were a Justin um, Fields fuck up from sweeping them. Remember? Yep. At the end That's of the true. last game, yeah, he, he he fumbled. That's true. At the end of the first game they played this season, and now they came back with a vengeance, and and he looks good. Justin Fields, his audition is going well, man. He's mm-hmm. nailing. He's he got his lines down. He's got his uh, his blocking is right. Uh, they have the Chicago. <laughs> he's on the casting couch right now. They have such an interesting <laughs> decision to make because it's an easy decision, bro. I don't think it will be easy for them. I think it will be complicated. I agree with you to a certain extent. Um, He's not the answer. He's going to, you know what the answer is? He's your asset answer. He's going to get you some assets and help you keep building Ryan Poles. Don't do it. Don't be over there worried about it because I know that it's a Stroud. It's a, it's a Stroud and, uh, or it seems like it could be um, a Stroud and uh, a young situation, but it could Uh. also be, it could also be, a Herbert to a, a Burrow situation where they're all top six and seem to be good quarterbacks in the NFL. It doesn't have to be Stroud and um, and Young. It doesn't I, have to be Zach Wilson. You know what I'm saying? I can understand why they might feel a little confused over what they're going to do. And and to be clear, what I mean is that they currently occupy the they currently hold the number one pick in the draft as well as the number five pick in the draft. And winning right? doesn't hurt that. Correct. I mean, winning doesn't hurt the number one because <clears throat> the pan- they have the Panthers pick. Because the Panthers keep losing. Um, it, 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 I think they are a lot to take Marvin Harrison Jr., who's the best receiver coming out of the college, mm-hmm. uh, out of college football. And it's like you could easily trick yourself into thinking like, yeah. What if DJ Justin Fields had DJ Moore mm. and Marvin Harrison? You know what I mean? Like, are they gonna make him more accurate? <laughs> are they gonna help him read defense? They gonna come in and like, hey man, here's how you read defense. <laughs> That's the problem. That's why he, I could see right. it. You could see it happening in the game. I was watching the game. I was like, come on, man. He he ducks it down and he starts running. As soon as that athleticism takes a little bit of a hit, 
Look at Russell Wilson. He got to stay in the pocket more. Every time he tries to scramble now, I'm telling you, man, just to fit. Field, I mean, yeah. Fields is also a big time injury risk. That's a real problem. Oh, yeah, that too. Too. So, because as a, as a quarterback who would rather run than stand in the pocket, he's an injury risk. He's going to, this is why Lamar Jackson never played yeah. the full season for the most part. And now he's changed his game. He's not this, this week he was all over the place, but, um, but yeah, he he's, a, but this, he was this, always a good passer. But this season, he is. This season, you can tell that 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 Lamar Jackson has made an actual concerted effort at, at becoming more of a pocket. What about the What so. about the team that matters? The uh, or that still has some you know hope. Uh, the Bears kind of have hope, but you know, Lions are probably going to be in the playoffs. Uh, they've played themselves into the playoffs thus far. They'd have to have a huge collapse to not make it, and it's yeah. the NFC. What do you think about Jared Goff? I think Jared Goff had a rough, rough night. Um, I don't think Jared Goff likes playing outside cold, of the dome. Yeah. I don't think he yeah. likes playing in the cold. Yeah. Um, he wears gloves, too. He wears gloves when he's playing in the cold. Yeah, he, he had a very, very difficult night. Only 20 for 35, 161 yards, one touchdown, two picks, four sacks. I mean, he the Bears were on top of them all night long. Um, n- none of the Lions were able to perform. I mean, this is a team that that normally somebody breaks out, um, but everybody was terrible, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think they, they almost lost to the Bears a few weeks ago, um, and and the Bears just said, when you come to our house, that shit ain't gonna happen. Like we're they gonna beat been, these motherfuckers. They would have been seven and six, bro. I wouldn't panic too much about. I, I obviously think they're gonna make the playoffs, but my <coughs> feelings about their ability oh, to to have a deep run, um, I, I'm not so. Mm-mm. I'm not so sure. A longer season, they get walked down by one of these. <laughs> you know, what I'm a little yeah. bit longer season, they might be in some trouble. Totally. Um, especially with the Vikings coming through as strong as they have been on. <laughs> I know they had a stellar performance this week. I cannot wait to do a deep dive on that game. <laughs> uh, but first up, we got the Bengals. Uh, oh yeah, and flip and pick them. I got my ass beat again. I got lucky <clears throat> with my. Um, I picked an upset that worked, but you're you're mm-hmm. way ahead of me, twenty something points ahead. Um, but the uh, the Bengals. Um, I don't know, man. I might have to retire my song, man. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> he's making me look bad right now, man. He's taking his backup quarterback, and he's out here doing his thing, man. He's putting together nice uh, uh, game plans. Uh, he still does some questionable game um, management. He might have to do a, a, what uh, our boy Nate Nate Hackett did last year and hire like a game in-game guy. Maybe that's what they need, like an in-game consultant mm. for uh, when Zach Taylor gets in his own way, but... I feel like if anybody deserves that criticism this week, it's got to be Sean McVay. We'll get to that game in a little while, but he made some very dumb decisions. Harbaugh, too. That was like a bad coach-off. Harbaugh. Yeah, that's right. They were going threw, back and forth. Yeah. Harbaugh throws the challenge, challenge? flag yeah. on a touchdown that's already been reviewed. It's yeah, like, we'll, the, we'll, the, we'll get to that. This is like, <laughs> he's like, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, uh, yeah, but the Bengals, um, they beat the call. I didn't have much to say about this game. Except for well done, Zach Taylor, man, keeping his team in there with losing one of the top quarterbacks in the league. They're seven and six. They're looking good. Like they might, you know, especially with the Steelers dropping like that. 
Bengals might. I mean, I can't see them going all the way or anything uh, because you you need Burrow. But kudos to Zach Taylor, man. I mean, obviously, I thought it was the, over. <clears throat> the main talking point in this game is we predicted. Um, what did we call it? Um, a backup wake up call. <laughs> Um, yes, yes, Minch you got it. <laughs> which did not happen. No. Um, I mean, Jake Browning has been very, very impressive in in, in his two starts uh, in the last two weeks. Um, just looking very Joe Burrow-esque mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, naturally, people are like, uh, you know, like what if what if he's like, what if Jake Browning is the 2023 Nick Foles? You know, where's I mean? Nick Foles? <laughs> Let's not forget that was a yeah, one but, one year thing. Oh, you mean take them all away? That, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Oh like, yeah, that's all you I mean. mean yeah. They need a lot of luck to sneak into the playoffs for sure. Yeah. But Nick Foles um, had to unseat Carson Wentz, who underwent a fucking a lobotomy or some shit. I don't know what happened to that dude. I don't know. Uh, the other revelation in this game was their backup. Uh, or not backup, but number two running back, Chase Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. He only had eight carries for 25 yards uh, rushing, but he had three receptions for 80 yards and a touchdown. This guy was the just boy, like taking it. He was, <laughs> he was very, very impressive. Yeah. Uh, the defense for the Bengals was, was balling. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zach Moss, who – had such a great start to the year in the absence of Jonathan Taylor has been extremely unimpressive since having yeah. to take that role over after the Jonathan Taylor injury. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there, but yeah. um, yep. Bengals and the Colts are seven and six, both of them just like about like six or seven other teams. It's, it's, it's absurd. Yeah. We'll yeah. dive into the, all that stuff later, but muck. it's um, but it's really it was fun. It was a great game to yeah, watch. It was really fun. interesting. The uh, the Browns played the Jaguars in a unexpected shootout. This Browns vaunted Browns Chicago Bears reincarnated defense is not looking like that. Uh, but they and that was only because at the end of the game they were looking strong. Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence fighting off the injury coming in and playing. Um, I was interested in this game. I, I really thought the Jacksonville was going. I thought they were going to lose. Never mind. Because of Trevor Lawrence, but shot another coach that was getting a little bit of flack is Stefanski, who probably had the toughest injury bug of all coaches this year, mm. losing Nick Chubb. Um, how many how many star players did they lose? Four, something like that. Yeah, They're on their four. They, they started four quarterbacks this season. Yeah, that's true. I it's mean, like, I mean, all you got to do is look at the box score. The Browns are playing Joe Flacco. Like, yeah. how crazy is that? What are we Flacco doing came out there just uh, looking like the young Herman Munster and <laughs> doing this fucking thing, uh, even though he's, uh, he's 38, putting up 31 points. He had three touchdowns, only one pick, 311 yards, and it was just like, damn. He did throw his trademark interception, but 31-27, and the Browns are 8-5. and five. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm like you. I, I was a little worried about the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence was obviously coming into this game after what looked like. I mean, that, that ankle injury where that dude stepped on his ankle last yeah. week. I didn't and he think rolled he was, backwards, too. I didn't think he was going to play at all. Uh, so I was a little surprised to see that he had recovered. Um, he had a rough uh, yeah. day because the, the Cleveland 
secondary was was just in his head all night long. Yeah. Lawrence threw 50 passes. He only completed 28 <laughs> out of his 50 passes. He did throw three touchdown passes, but he also threw three interceptions. He got sacked yeah. four times. Um, that I mean, was like it garbage felt like time too when they were scoring. Every time they cut to the Jaguars game, it felt like Trevor Lawrence was throwing another interception. Yeah. It was crazy. It was either that or it was David and Joku just literally running dudes over. I mean, that guy from the U. And Joe Q. And Joe Q. <laughs> He's a bad man. He's been bad since college, man. I've been waiting on him to have one of these uh, breakout games. He was a beast in college. He was a bad yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. Uh, really it was really him and Hunter good. Henry. We didn't talk about Hunter in uh, the Patriots game. That's Hunter true, Henry man. and Njoku were tight ends of the week, man. It was great. Mm-hmm. Our true. new award we give out just to show these guys some love who block and catch. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that was good. This was uh, this was an interesting game, and yeah, obviously the Jags scored most of their points in the fourth quarter. But shout yeah. out to the Browns for mm-hmm. for keeping pace, uh, also scoring in the fourth quarter just to kind of to hold them off. Yeah, um, because things started. Yeah. Things started to unravel a little in the fourth quarter there. For <laughs> I was like, no way. <laughs> this can't uh, happen. This can only happen once in a generation, and it's going to happen on Monday. Don't let, let it happen on Sunday. <laughs> let the, let's wait until Monday. God, I cannot wait. Uh, Panthers versus Saints. Panthers got that ass whooped again. I got literally nothing to say about this game. The Panthers just – we thought they were going to like have some dignity, have some pride. They did not, and they're 1-12. This game was a joke. I mean, the yeah. Panthers were terrible, and yet the Saints were barely beating them. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was like, the game is right there for the taking if you want it, Panthers. If you can figure this out, and the number of passes that Bryce, like, okay, we we talk about Bryce Young and how he gets sacked all the time, yeah. but this motherfucker, like, I mean, he missed some like straight up touchdown passes he's too young to see ghosts right don't they call it seeing ghosts when you get older in your career and you start panicking because you've been hit too much he's too young for that man i'm actually really wondering if it's less about seeing ghosts and just being too short to see over the fucking line Ah, okay honestly because it it it, i mean he i mean he had i don't remember who it was i think it was jonathan mingo just had he was completely behind the secondary he puts it in the bread basket. That's an automatic touchdown. And he yeah. overthrows him by like five yards. It's like, well, I don't Damn, know. He's it's, shorter than me. He's very <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought he was six feet. I don't know. No, dude, the short thing is real, bro. I, I, it's always funny to joke about it, but he really is. He's the shortest quarterback. Wow. Uh, beside, I mean, he maybe Kyler Murray. I don't know, but Kyler Murray at least knows how to like get out of the pocket so he yeah. can see where the fuck he's throwing the thing, you know. But Bryce Young, he's oh, they're the he same is, height. But Kyler has, Murray looks smaller. <laughs> yeah, I think Kyler Murray's cheating. I think he might yeah, be whatever his height toes. is with his helmet on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Texans got that ass whoop. Wake up call. Concussion. <clears throat> All types oh of shit, man. Uh, the Jets' defense is for real, and they should be pissed, pissed at their coach or at their organization for letting this get out of hand like this when there's quarterbacks out there. Shit. Mm. that Nick Mullins, for example, that they could have, mm. you know, went and got and made some some lemonade 
but they sit around waiting on a miraculous uh, healing process by Wolverine on the bench. Uh, so they're five and eight, and it's like they had a quarterback. You know, Zach balled. He balled out. He had his one magical game, but we know he's not the answer. We've seen enough, uh, mm. and I just feel it's 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 irresponsible with that defense. The way they're playing, they beat the shit out the Texans. Um. I say I, I feel really happy for Zach Wilson. I'm kind of, you know, he spent the week having to deal with yeah. questions about whether he refused to to play. Um, I, I thought it was really cool how a, a lot of his teammates came to his defense. I think the organization probably tried to leak something and it didn't mm. go well. Yeah, um, It was either intentionally leaked for it to not go well, or it was just poorly worded. I'm not really sure. It, it might not be as big a deal as we're making it out to be, but it was really cool for his sake to just come out and have one of his best games he's had yeah. in, in the face of all of that sort of chaos and, and controversy. I would say on the Texan side of the ball, this could not have gone any worse for them. Nah, bro. Um, they had a poor offensive performance. CJ Stroud gets knocked out. Uh, with a concussion, he'll probably be back. They yeah. lost. Uh, well, they lost Tank Dell the last week, receiver, and yeah. then they lost uh, Nico Collins, like yeah. on the first drive to a calf injury. Yeah. Uh, they also lost a lot of defensive players in this game. I think um, I don't know how serious it is, but Will Anderson Jr., their rookie um, pass rusher, had to leave this game at some point. I think they lost two or three other defensive players. Like nothing went right for the Houston Texans in this game. Um, And so you have a team that really felt like they were ascending and, and quite capable of, of pushing for a playoff spot. I think that that may no longer be the case. I think we're going to see them start to unravel and fall off a cliff at this point. If, if they can't already outperformed, They've already outperformed what we thought. We know they're going to be good. They, they got 100%. the coach, they got the quarterbacks. They'll be all right. Yeah, it's the first. No one even expected them to get this far. You no. know what I mean? So at this point, I would already consider their season a victory. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'll see it that way. but Is that Jets leak uh, more more or less obvious? <laughs> you know what I'm going to make this a We're going to make this a game show question. Hmm. Uh, Skiff. <laughs> I got a question for you. The Jets are suspected of leaking the Zach Wilson information. Is that more or less probable than the Bills leaking an old 9-11 comment by Coach Sean McDermott? (laughs) That's a weird question. Which is more likely? Out of New York, the Jets leaking to sabotage Zach Wilson or the Bills leaking to sabotage Sean McDermott? I didn't. I, it's funny. I never really thought about the the Sean McDermott story as being an intentional leak to like sabotage him. But it brings up an interesting point because I mean it's a story that's like two years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is that coming up now? Mm-hmm. Four um, years old. <clears throat> is it four years old? The video from 2019, I believe. Pretty mm. sure. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Who? Hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's like I did. I was watching Good Morning Football uh, the day after that happened. And Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football said, uh, I can tell you right now that if Sean McDermott was the coach of the New York Jets and he said something like that, he would be fired 
like the next day. Oof. Um. So okay, hmm. maybe they're trying to get him out of there, man. Interesting. Yeah, maybe trying to get him out of there. <laughs> it was a dumb. I don't know. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, there's a 2019 uh, conversation. I think 2019. Yeah, that that Sean McDermott had with his team, and he was trying to stress the importance of teamwork, man, of teamwork and sticking together. We're terrorists together, and, <laughs> and following a plan as a group. Yeah, uh, and he referenced. Uh, as an example, mm-hmm. uh, the terrorists there who, other examples? who orchestrated the uh, attacks on 9-11. Now, to be fair, it's not like he was wrong. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <clears throat> They did stick together and pull off this crazy plan against yeah. all and odds. Then, and also, there's no other examples of people sticking it together and doing anything. Right. Successful. But, but the other, like, he could have, <laughs> like, just off the top of my head, he could have referenced. Three um, Ocean's Eleven movies? <laughs> sure. But if he wanted to stick with, like, a real thing that actually okay. happened in uh-huh. history, mm. he could have, um, he could have gone with a story that happened really not too terribly far from Buffalo, also up in, in, in New York State, Lake Placid. The 1980 Miracle on Ice mm-hmm. hockey team sticking together to beat the Red. like like to me I feel like that would have been like that if you want to do a deep dive on like the history mm-hmm. of that experience and how they beat the Russians yeah. and how this team of like 18 19 year old college kids beat a bunch of like Red Army 25 year old mm. you know guys mm-hmm. who were just born with hockey pucks in their mouths yeah uh, that would have been a far better I got uh, one if you want to stay reference. on theme say you want to just be on theme, mm. 9-11, terrorism type stuff, maybe taking mm. down bin Laden. Sure. Team six. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> a, yeah. A, the guy who's, uh, you know, in, yeah. came or up with you, the 9-11. Or you could have just referenced, like, all those, like, firefighters and average everyday citizens who went down to the rubble and cleaned that fucking place up. Uh, it was just teamwork, man. I mean, because so many Knowing examples. that they just had to do it, like, just one hand at a time, just fucking yeah. literally like talk mm-hmm. about teamwork. Like yeah. it was a dumb thing to, yeah. And his, his also, the other weird thing is that if you see like his, for whatever I agree, it is weird that this story is popping up four years later and he was forced to comment about it. And his apology was hardly an apology. It was more like, yeah, I apologize if anybody was like yeah. misunderstood. What it's like? Yeah, it's not an apology. Mm. Anyway, just a, this bitch. Why the hell are we talking about him? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. This He's an idiot. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think they might want him out of there. Somebody want him out of there. That's All a right. good point. Uh, Ravens played the Rams in a very exciting game uh, of uh, coaching mismanagement throughout. Mm. Uh, I thought Harbaugh was more egregious his things, but. Um, uh, McVeigh left a lot to be desired as well, and it ended up being um, overtime game, which we all love, and then a game with a walk off punt return for a touchdown, which helped us secure our bet victory. Both no, quarterbacks we were, we were broke even. Both quarterbacks played their asses off yes. in this game. Um, mm-hmm. th- this was such an amazing yeah. football game. Lamar was. 24 for 43, three touchdowns and a pick. But he was also like just – it was vintage Lamar. Lamar, he had 70 yards rushing as well. Um, OBJ only had four catches, but he had 97 yards and a touchdown, which is crazy. Uh, Isaiah Likely 
finally emerged yes. as like a, a, a legitimate replacement for Mark Andrews as yeah. a tight end. Um, and then, you know, my man, former Bulldog Matthew Stafford was just out here yeah. dealing yeah. with three touchdowns. <laughs> Didn't throw any picks, which is, you know, he usually throws like, at, yeah. at least one. 115 yards and a touchdown to Cup, 84 yards to Puka Nakua. Kieran Williams. Catch. Remember that catch? Oh, my God. Nakua. And oh you know, Isak was kind of freaking out about Nakua because we were watching the game and he was like, does Puka Nakua not wear receiver gloves? Uh, no, he doesn't. No. He was like super impressed. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but he's got tape on his fingers. That's. <laughs> That's old gloves. Not, I'm not trying to like diss him, but he does have tape on his fingers, you know. Uh, Kieran Williams, too. This guy has been ball at 25 yes. carries for 114 yards. He's been great. Um, but as far as the coaching stuff, the, you know, one was, you know, obviously the funniest one was Harbaugh throwing the challenge flag on a touchdown, um, which I didn't – I remember when they showed the replay, the announcers were like, I'm not quite sure what he's looking at. Yeah. Like, why is he even throwing the challenge flag? And then the the rules analysis uh, analyzer dude comes on and is like, all scoring plays are reviewed. So he, I said that on the couch. He can't, like, he can't, he can't, he literally <laughs> cannot throw the red flag right now. Uh, he lost a timeout right. though. <clears throat> he did lose a timeout. And then McVeigh, instead of you know losing a timeout with a. Uh, with throwing the red challenge flag, he's just out here burning timeouts because like, yeah. you know, he can't get the play in, in time. That's the most. They, they call a timeout. They get their shit together. And then somehow they have a delay a game yeah. after calling after a timeout. Calling it's, a timeout. Like, it's like, what? Yeah. It, at a very critical moment in the game. I mean, it's yeah. like, <clears throat> yeah, you're not supposed to, I mean, whatever, it, you know, it was what it was. And, and, and these two teams battled like hell, and played fantastic on offense. Um, game and then overtime over. defense woke up. And then overtime, they both go three and out. Uh, yeah. yeah. Only for the game to end on a on a on a punt return. For and the rest were like, you know what? I got to get out of here, man. There's no such thing as blocking the back anymore. Let's just get out of here. <laughs> I saw that too, but what, I think- three of them. Three of them. It did seem, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> the if, one guy it, goes flying right by the runner. It's like that one is like that affected the play. I was like, oh, damn. He might run it back. He, they got the block in the back. So there's a flag you know, I thought that too. I remember when I saw that. I was like, oh, it's not going to count. And I kept ah, I waiting like, for that little flag thing to yep. come up, and it, it didn't come up. I and the like, refs are like, you know what? We'll make it up later when the Chiefs mm. play. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I want to get away from that game. It was too boring. Let's talk about the Vikings versus the Raiders. In uh, a f- barn burner. All right. So I'll talk about every exciting play in that game. All right. Yes. And now the uh, 49ers. Uh, <laughs> Deep dive. Um, you know what? Do you know that one? My one takeaway from the Vikings and the Raiders game is uh, there's no reason. The Vikings, who had the worst defense in the league last year, mm. and now hold the team are they're holding teams down now since the middle of the season. If mm. Brian Flores ain't a head coach next year, mm. some team with a with a strong headed quarterback <laughs> better jump on that shit, or with a strong offensive coordinator, jump sure. on that shit and uh, grab that guy. Talk about turning the team the fuck around. Mm. On the, uh, a unit around, mm-hmm. 
Mm. It was funny because uh, Kirk Cousins was on that. Uh, he was one of the guests on the Manning cast. Mm. And he shouted out Flores because he, he said, all cover zeros are not equal. They were, <laughs> they, were calling, uh, they were calling out a play. They were like, oh, that's a cover zero. And then Manning, Manning always like, oh, they're doing, it looks like they're going, if they're going, man, this guy's going to be open. And the guy was open. They scored a touchdown. And, and he was like, man, you shouldn't go cover zero like that. And then. Kirk Cousins was like, yeah, man, but Flores' cover zero would have been a little different, and it would have probably got to the quarterback. All cover zeros aren't created equal. Right. <laughs> and it was just like, he just shouted them out out of nowhere, and they talked <laughs> about how, how frustrated he was as a quarterback because mm. they don't give a fuck in their practice. Flores is making them go hard all the time. I read about that. That's very interesting. My takeaway from this game is that Josh, the Josh Dobbs roller coaster ride oh. is is officially over after getting sacked five times <laughs> yeah, and throwing for only 63 yards and scoring exactly zero points through the first three quarters. The Vikings benched Dobbs for Nick Mullins, mm-hmm. who led them to an offensive explosion of three whole <laughs> points. Offense looked better when he came in, though. Yeah, to make matters worse, they lost Justin Jefferson very early in this game. Because after... of Dobbs. Yeah, it was a bad throw. Horrible. Like, you set him up. You know <clears throat> what? Yeah, as, a, a, as a hospital Dolph- ball that literally sent him to the hospital. Yes. As a, as a Dolphins fan, I get to see um, really, really accurate quarterbacking. Thankfully, right. we have the very, maybe the most accurate quarterback in the league. According to Tyreek, he's the most accurate of all time. <laughs> And the the way he uh, <laughs> the way he keeps his receivers out of danger, it's like he's thinking about it. You can tell he's putting the ball and they're like or leading them uh, out of danger. And then when I check out other games, I'm just like, ooh, ooh. I just see you see the difference. The ball will get there, but the guy is you know. And that was just bad. He had to reach out and he immediately grabbed his back. They said it was a chest injury too. Mm. I hope he, they say he'll be back soon though. Um. Yeah, this this game. I mean, for two football teams to be putting up a soccer score, I mean, yeah. this is this is crazy. Uh, I don't even know. Yeah, let's fuck this game. I, yeah, there's nothing else to say about this. <laughs> it was a certified a shit bowl. <laughs> brought to you by Xlex. Xlex. Twenty-eight sixteen. Niners over the Seahawks. Division battle. Seahawks mm-hmm. gave it a go, man, with Drew Locke and. Uh, the, the the Niners, <laughs> I'm looking at it now. They're for seven points per quarter. Just we'll yeah. get a touchdown each quarter. Uh, but it started out. <laughs> it started out a little. Uh, the Seahawks were trying to. They were trying their best, and then just came up short. Uh, mm. Gino, Gino maybe changes it, but the 49ers are just the best team in football. I don't know what else to say. You know, uh, they put up a good fight early on in the game, the Seahawks. Um, but the problem is, is that. The 49ers, as far as I know, I'm pretty sure they lead the league in explosive plays. And you, 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 when they happen, it's just like it must be so deflating. You know, they're out there. I think they're up 10 to 7 at one point early, and they're playing really good football. And then all of a sudden, Debo Samuel makes a catch and goes on a 45 uh, or 54 yeah. yard touchdown run. And it's just like, ugh, like you're just trying, <laughs> I mean, the second, McCaffrey had a 72 yard run on the first play from scrimmage yes. in this game. It was like, I mean, this team can, can burn you in so yeah. many ways. And, and Purdy's looking better and better, man. He is, he is a hundred percent looking better. I mean, you had, you had, 
Debo with 149 yards receiving. You had Ayuk with 126 yards receiving. Kittle had 76 yards and a touchdown. I mean, how are you supposed to keep up with these guys? You just well, – if they stay healthy – That's best. Uh, this, I, if they stay healthy, I, I have a hard time imagining anyone else – winning the yeah. Super Bowl this year. It's going to be rough, man. It's going to be rough watching the Dolphins lose to them in the Super Bowl. But, I mean, if you call mm. it, you call it. It is what it is. <laughs> the Chiefs lost to the Bills, man. 17-20. to 20. Uh, wow. Another classic game by these guys. I thought I saw the play of my lifetime. I lost my mind when I was watching it in my living room and <clears throat> Kelsey throws that ball back. But Kadarius Tony, Kadarius did it. <laughs> he's been doing this all year this type of stuff man you know it's funny I, I i read somewhere yesterday where this guy uh he put forth the idea that if the chiefs would be the chiefs would be 10 and 2 if they just like didn't have Kadarius tony <laughs> no, but he still gave them. Some shit, I know right? he was trying. He was making a funny take. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. being dead. But he was saying, like, in theory, <laughs> if you put anyone else there besides him, yeah. there's two, at least yeah. two more games that yeah, they would have won. It's it's some dumb um, shit, man. Uh, but it seems like they just take turns making mistakes too. Because don't forget, they win that uh, game earlier in the season. Uh, was it Detroit when Kelsey fumbles? Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like in yeah. the red zone, like as he's rumbling into the red zone, it's like they're they're taking turns, man. Mahomes having some fuck ups. They, you know, some bad calls in Eagles game. It's just different shit. Uh, but I think they they have that attitude, like we're supposed to win this stuff. They've been winning these games, and now they're uh, they've hit some real real adversity. Now they're eight and five, and. I think they need to be a little careful with this um, because I can say that I whatever I'll speak for myself personally. I've really enjoyed watching the ascension of the Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, same. It's been a very fun ride. Yeah, right. I don't have yeah. a dog in the fight. I just like to watch good football, and yeah. they're fun. And I like Andy Reid. Yeah. Um, but after a season where, you know, some things have not gone their way, um, sometimes mostly because of the, you know, the decisions that they made to roll with this particular receiving core. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in this particular game where where a penalty call didn't go their way in a big spot, uh, erasing would have easily been the play of the year. Um the way they bitch and moan and yeah. whine about it after the yeah. game just sort of reeks of entitlement. entitlement. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, which is not a good look, obviously. <laughs> and you could tell that they figured it out because after a day of, you know, whining about it, <laughs> PR they essentially. Up. They they essentially backtracked. Yeah. PR team and, was like, "Hey man, this is not it's not looking good." They essentially backtracked, <laughs> um, which is which is good. It's it good. good. It's good. It's a good thing that they did that. because um, they were like the comedian that bombs and was like, "Yeah man, I'm ready." <laughs> and unfortunately, what it did is that it kind of uh, overshadows mm-hmm. 
what the Bills were able to accomplish here. Um, the Bills, uh, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are the team that's supposed to clip this thing at the end, right? Mm-hmm. And the Bills finally went into Arrowhead and fucking stole this thing. They mm-hmm. stole it and they earned it at the same time. I'm not trying to say they didn't deserve it. Uh, Josh Allen put the team on his back, um, and and. I, normally this whole we always criticize josh allen for trying to be superman and doing too much but at this point when you're seven and six and you're just you barely outside superman. of the playoff yeah. picture it's it's all it's your only in yeah. a way i think it's kind of a perfect setup for them to actually yeah. make it because it's Back like to the wall. this is what josh allen wants to do anyway so mm-hmm. just let him do it um i think that's why they fire old boy dorsey this yeah, is like, man so you too. won't let him let him let josh josh just but, let him live and then they're gonna have to live with the L that might come with it. Absolutely. And, but I think at this point, it's like every game for them is a playoff game at this point because they can't afford yeah. to lose any games. Uh, Josh Allen played great. My man, former Bulldog, James Cook, had a fucking night. 58 yards rushing, 83 receiving, and a touchdown. I was mm. like, finally, we're fucking using this guy the way you're supposed to use him. <laughs> yeah. um, Stefan Diggs was kind of invisible, which is fairly interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Chiefs have a really good defense. But well covered, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, um, he was complaining, you know, but, I mean, don't they all? Chiefs were without Pacheco, and it, it yeah, showed. It showed. The, it physicality, showed. the physicality was missing. Uh, there's a reason why the Chiefs moved away from Clyde Edwards-Lair, and we saw it in this game. Mm-hmm. He just he ain't it. No. Um, and I, you know, despite everything that went down at the end of the game, I've heard so many different takes on whether or not the the refs should have thrown that flag. They, if a penalty happens and a ref throws a flag, they should have thrown the flag. I mean, the reality is is that he's <laughs> offside. The picture yes. is what it is. You can see it. I like the ref's response. <laughs> The referee uh, committee or whatever union, I don't know what they are. The representatives from the re- that represent referees were like, it's a, he was as bad as you can be. We couldn't see the ball. Right. <laughs> right. And, and he didn't a, check. And the thing is, is that the, the people who are complaining that, you know, you know, things like this happen all the time. You know, you watch other sports. No penalties don't get caught. Like you don't call a penalty on a Hail Mary when it's obvious. So why are you calling this? And you know, it just ruins the, and I agree. It does sort of like, no, it, no, puts no. A, it puts it's a, a weird... pre-snap penalty. Everybody can shut the fuck up with that one. No, it's a pre-snap I, penalty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just <laughs> saying that I understand where they're, I understand where they're coming from, but it doesn't mean that they're right. No, you right. know what I mean? But if somebody does a false start, you're like, well, it's, it's the <clears> last snap of the game. How many, we spend so much time complaining about how bad the refereeing is in the yeah. NFL. Yep. I don't think we deserve to come down on them when they no. actually got it right. Right. Say, I, I yeah. just think it, right is right. You know what I'm saying? You can say they're I mean, being a stickler, they, but right is right. When they got it right, like what do what do we I get that it's not a fun way for the game to end, but what are we complaining about? They got the call right. And why know? does a future Hall of Famer sound like this? Um, normally, yeah, normally, uh, if, if it's even close, um, you get, you get a warning, uh, the head coach gets a warning. I mean, that normally, so I don't know. I didn't have a protractor out there, but, um, it's a bit embarrassing. Yeah. 
I've been in the league a long time, and uh, I haven't had one like that. So not where, not where, at least for that kind of a position there, that it, it's not uh, given a heads up to. Given a heads up to. And then we got this one. It's even worse. Another future Hall of Famer. I mean, the, the flight today it was tough. Just, I mean, offensive offsides, it's – it's it's something that I mean, you, as a, as a, like I said, elementary school, we talk about. You line up, you point to the ref. You're good. You're not good. If not, they come to you. But he doesn't you know, do. It. You need to get off the ball more. You need to be on the ball more. You have a discussion. I mean, that's 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 the ref's job. I mean, they. You it's a job a to have a discussion so that you can go out there and put the best product you can on the field. Um, and for him to throw that flag, no explanation, no anything. And oh, we got explanation. I mean, he probably is. I mean, barely off, barely off sides. But for him to to take the game into his hands. Over a, a call like that, that doesn't affect the play at all, at all, didn't affect anything. Um, I mean, it's just tough, man. And like I said, man, that's a Hall of Fame tight end making a Hall of Fame play that won't be shown because we threw a flag on for an offensive offsides. And so it takes away from not only this game and this season, but from a legendary career that Travis has had. And I mean, that hurts me because I know how how hard he works for it. It's such a lame. It's such a lame excuse. Yeah. It's the white shoes excuse. Give it to him. Give, Give it, it to him. Give it. <laughs> <laughs> like, the fuck out of here, man. This ain't 19 whatever. Was that 78, whatever that is? White shoes. probably like 86 or something. In the 1980s, yeah. white shoes Johnson. Give it to him. That's not how it goes anymore, man. We got HD cameras out there, man. You seen these touchdowns when the still camera in the back is blurred? That's what we got these days. You can't be just give it to him. Come on, man! Not for you. That's it's Again, that's title. They, they changed their tune twenty four hours later. Okay. Um, I mean, the only thing that he said in there that I agreed with was that even though he's, you know, he it's not like he's he's a little bit offside, uh, yeah. and it probably did not affect the play at all. That part I agree with. But you know what? I did, know, I get it. If 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 I was a ref. I'd be like, "Yo, Kadarius, you got to back up a little bit." I might say that because you you sure. know you're gonna. Th- if I know I'm gonna throw it, if I'm on this side, I know I'm gonna throw yeah. it. If the one who says he can't see the ball, I'd be like, "Yo, you might want to back up, bro." Hmm. If I'm calling him and he's ignoring me, then that's something else. I would probably, as a ref, say it, but because he, it's still not my responsibility as a ref. If I'm Andy Reid, I'm benching Kadarius Tony for the rest yes. of the season. I don't know about the rest of the year, but he's not starting. He's going to have to earn his way back onto the field because this is some bullshit. I'm fucking done with that guy. Yeah. Done. Yeah, you're right. Because you, you, got, you got people you could bring in. I'd be like, T.O., come on in. Uh, <laughs> Terrell Owens in the Chiefs <laughs> 50 years. Michael Irvin, you busy? <laughs> yes, I'm ready to play some fun. <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> hang up, hang up. <laughs> You're too excited. Um speaking of uh bench for the rest of the season, Brandon Staley uh was going up against the Broncos. Everybody knew they were gonna lose this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but we didn't know that Justin Herbert was gonna break his finger or fracture his middle his throwing finger on his uh throwing hand. But I think they were gonna lose no matter what. This team is just done, man. And I, and if it weren't playing this Thursday, I think they would have fired Brandon Staley already. I mean, it took them three, yeah. three and a half quarters or three quarters and change just to put points on the board. Uh, yeah, they scored in the fourth quarter, yeah. <clears throat> you know, 
I mean, but by then uh, Herbert was gone, and uh, your boy uh, Easton, what was his name? Easton Stick. Easton Stick out here with the porn star name was mm. uh was, but Herbert was Herbert was nine for seventeen, but he started off. I think he hit his first like six passes or something like that, but mm. he still had a pick already. I don't mm-hmm. know. They they're broken, man. You know how we say Mac Jones is broken. The entire mm. charges charges have been broken by Brandon Staley and his ineptitude and that and and he was talking about the defense. It's time for them to say, "Hey, man, Broncos put up twenty four. Are you going to keep calling the plays?" <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. come on, mm-hmm. man. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say besides uh, they're right. The writing's on the wall. This guy's got to go, and they're notorious for waiting too long to fire somebody. Actually, I think they they jumped the gun on Anthony Lynn. To, but they were trying to bring in anybody who's uh, close to McVeigh. Hmm. So it's like a twofold fuck up. I think this season has just been a complete and utter embarrassment yeah. for the Los yeah. Angeles Chargers. Um, but I will say, I think the Broncos and Sean Payton, despite <sighs> the fact that I don't, I don't want to say, no, you can't. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm I'm saying no, but I okay. I'm gonna say this is why I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. What I was I was gonna say they deserve all the credit in the world for turning their season around. Yeah. That being said, for the same reason that Dan Campbell couldn't be coach of the year last year because he went zero and six to start the season. Oh yeah. Y- you cannot have Sean like Payton as coach right, of the yeah. year for doing something similar. Great. I mean, they're on an absolute heater. What have they won? Like five in a row? Yeah. Six in a row? I don't remember how many it six, is. Yeah. Um, but you can't give him coach of the year because of the way they started the season. And he'd be the first coach of the year who allowed a team to drop a fucking 70-burger on his head. Well, not you know many I mean? coaches have had 70 dropped on them. Exactly. None of them are coach of the year. <laughs> None of them. I would say zero of them. I haven't yeah. checked the research department, but I'm guessing it's zero. <laughs> Yeah, it's it. I just I just talked to it. <laughs> zero. Hold on, wait, wait. I'm hearing from the uh, ma- Yes, it is zero. Uh, yeah, it is zero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh Cowboys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for thanks for your quick work, guys. Thanks for checking that for us. Have you seen our Instagram? No, I don't really. Those of you that uh don't follow us, follow us Fennel Pod on Instagram. I started fucking around with AI as you know, Skiff. I've been fucking with these. Oh yeah, guys. you've been sending me some funny uh some I've started. Uh, I've started create. I didn't know what to do with the AI stuff, so I started creating summaries of the games through pictures. Mm. And uh, my summary of this game, I created a gruff cowboy mm. eating an eagle. <laughs> 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 and I put I put that image up. I put a bear standing over <laughs> a lion that looks uh, in defeat and stuff like that. So nice. I got some of those up, and uh, I haven't made one for the dolphins yet because I couldn't see my screen through tears. Uh, but the uh, <laughs> The Cowboys handily whooped the Eagles' ass. Wow! Yeah, it was like we. I don't know. We've talked. We talked about it. We saw this coming. Mm. I've been predicting the Eagles to lose. They've been finding a way. I just knew they weren't gonna find a way against this team, and Mm. um, they made it through pretty well. This gauntlet of the part of their schedule, but. Mm they ended with that final ass whooping that it feels like they, it was in the tea leaves that an ass whooping was coming their way because you can't just keep squeaking out these games. But this one, man, they can only put up 13 points. 
and gave up 33 points. No side of the ball was working. Um, almost to the point where I start feeling bad for him. Yeah, they held Jalen Hurts to under 200 yards passing. Mm-hmm. Um, Philadelphia only had 106 total rushing yards in the game. Um, and then Dak was just yeah. continuing to play lights out football. Um, the, the, does this does this does this work for you, Skiff? Return of the deck. <laughs> Return of the deck. <laughs> Return of the deck. <laughs> I don't know he, how you feel about that. <laughs> I mean, look, we we all, you know, kind of get a little sick to our stomach at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Uh, with the Dallas Cowboys narrative because they have their own internal hype universe, uh, which cranks up every year. Um, And I don't know. For me, I'm like, yeah, I I can get excited about the Cowboys if they earn it. Uh, They've they've earned it And right now they're earning it. And, I mean, they're tied – the the Eagles and the Cowboys are both 10-3, and but the Cowboys are currently – Sitting in the number one spot in the NFC East, based on tiebreakers, um, I mean, this is this is huge. This is huge for them. Um, obviously, they have plenty of time to fuck this up, but mm-hmm. um, but the way they're playing right now, Mike McCarthy. We, we talked about him being on the hot seat coming into this year. He's proved himself for sure. I mean, and especially, I mean, the guy had an emergency appendectomy earlier in the week because he had appendicitis, uh, insisted that he would be on the sidelines coaching the game. I mean, it's not like he had to play or anything, but but it could not have been easy to have shown Mm. up and tried to do your job after having uh, like an appendectomy like only a few days before the game. Especially like realizing that it was your appendix that burst when he looks like Mm. he could have other health problems too. (laughs) Oh, what could this be? (laughs) It's like, I got to hang on. This might be our last chance to win a Super Bowl. (laughs) Uh, So kudos to them, man. Yeah. Good job. Then we got the Monday games. We had a doubleheader, which turned out to be fun. Uh, The Miami Dolphins played the Tennessee Titans and they lost 28 to 27. The uh, Packers, however... (laughs) This Man. is so crazy that we. I, I was in <laughs> shock because I don't watch. I don't watch these games live. I wake up in yeah. the morning, yeah. and I before I, I watched even, it live. It's still, I still before can't. Before I even get out of bed, I just open up, you know, ESPN app just to see what the score was, and I was just like, I'm at that point now where I'm I'm 50 and I need I need reading glasses most yeah. of the time, and I keep them by my bed, and I I open my phone and I looked at it and I was like. Hold on, that that can't be right. Hold on, let me. Huh? 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 I was like, "What the fuck happened?" I'll tell you what happened. The Tyreek Hill got hurt early in the game. Mm. Well, first of all, like the first five to ten plays of the game, mm-hmm. like five Dolphins go down, mm. and one of them was Tyreek Hill, and everybody's like, "Shit!" The center goes down. Uh, they were they came in with two offensive linemen out. Uh, and then the center goes down. Connor Williams, he's done for the season. ACL, mm. he's done now. Uh, so mm, that sucks. Damn. And Connor Williams, they were talking about him as like Pro Bowl. He's been mm. balling. So then you get Liam Eichenberg is the backup center, but he's also the right tackle. I mean the uh, 
guard or left tackle, I think. I don't I forget. So he has to move from his offensive lineman spot to the center, which brings the backup in there. So they got a offensive line in shambles. Tyreek Hill gets horse collar tackled. Did they call it? No, but that doesn't matter. We're not Mahomes. We're not going to complain about a, a no call. So uh, Hill goes down. He's on the side. He's standing there, and the team is kind of waiting for him to come back. I just mm-hmm. wish they would have said, you're out. You're not going to come yeah. back in the game. But it felt like the uh, Bills-Jets game where the, the air got sucked out of the building when uh, Aaron Rodgers goes mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. And But in that game, both teams kind of just lost it. And the Bills, who you think would just power through, end up losing the game. They just never recovered from Rodgers getting injured. You know what I'm saying? And But in this one, the Titans were okay. And if it weren't for a pick six early in the game, mm-hmm. uh, defensive tackle catches the ball <laughs> catches the ball and runs it into the end zone for the Dolphins, mm. uh, they get even fewer points. You know what I mean? If it and weren't the Titans for a botch, made... The Titans made plenty of mistakes in yeah, this game. Yeah, botch punt the pick six that just randomly see uh see uh I forget his name. I can't even think of the player's name. Uh but uh Siegler catches it, runs it in for a touchdown. The mm. punt guy, uh the the snap with the new center comes mm. in, fucks up the snap. Tua yep. gets hit right after fumbles, stop that's right at the two yard line or whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? All of these things are happening and uh we figure out figure this is gonna be one of those games where okay, we finally got a fourteen point lead in the fourth quarter. We'll walk out of this thing with a victory and look back on it. And that's not what happened. They did the analytics wet dream where they scored a touchdown, go for two down two scores. Just in case we score again, we'll win the game easy Mm. instead of going for two to win the game. And it fucking worked. I've never seen, I don't think I've seen it work like that before because normally they just don't score again. Right. They do it. They go for two. I was like, okay, they get it. Hopkins twice. Uh, X drops the interception that he had earlier in the game too that he normally makes, and it w- they wouldn't even have scored earlier. So that would it was like so many little mishaps, and then they win the game. And I'm like, I can't fucking believe it. We actually um, last night, you know, because obviously my wife has decided to become a Titans fan. Oh. Um, we watched the last three minutes of the game last oh, night nice. af- after we decorated the tree because Daniel just, just like, fucking talk about coaching mishaps. I was like, how? I feel like I need to see the last three minutes of this game just to see what the fuck happened. Um, Earlier in the in the second half, he throws a challenge flag on some bullshit just because they run to the line fast. It like made him challenge, hmm. and then he loses the timeout that you could have used later in the game. It was just like, oh come on! And then they had to use a timeout on a, a the clock running out. It was just like, here we go, another one. I have a couple of questions. One, um, I think you know Tyreek is obviously. On pace, still. I think, yeah. he's, I think he's still on pace to have. He has some rest. big catches. He came back with the <laughs> fucked up ankle and has some big catches, but yeah, he's still on pace to get these two thousand yards uh, receiving, which has never been done before. But I'm kind of curious. Um, is you can tell they're trying to feed him the ball so he can get that record. Do you, yeah. Does it feel like it might be part of the problem when he's not yes. available? I think yeah, it's like the game plan was him, because but Waddle, it doesn't need to be. <laughs> and you got Waddle. You got I started. Wilson to, was balling too. I started to notice it mostly because I have I have Waddle on one of my fantasy teams, and he's been rather disappointing all year. Yeah, and it just started to feel like, okay, 
this is Tyreek's year. Because yeah. last year it felt a lot more balanced between yeah. Hill and Waddle. They also and, had two played only half the year. That's true. So, um, so the guy who can put it in these places for him. Mostert's amazing. I can't. Mostert yes. just continues to score touchdowns, which is fucking. I he think came up lame great, a couple times too. It's like it's such it was a like, it's such a cool underrated story that this guy yeah, is thirty one year old dude leading the league in touchdowns. It, it, it's absurd. But they have I, it. They should have won the game. Um, I think they're focusing on Tyreek. Uh, but a good thing that's happened is uh, Mike McDaniel had his press conference and he said they had. He's like, I haven't talked to the team since the game, but the team had their own meeting, hmm. and that's either really bad or really good. And I think depending on your record, a I nine and four, good. a nine and four team that does it, that's I some fucking good. let's go and watch out, Jets about to get that. I think it was this the turnaround type of thing, man. You know what they probably mentioned? Who knows? They might have mentioned 9-11. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out in four years. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's all. I mean, I mean I'm, not, I'm not discouraged. Uh, it's, it sucks. I'm frustrated. Right. But it's one of those things. If I'm an Eagles fan, I'm feeling the same way. Sometimes you got to get that fucking punch in the mouth. Realize you're in a fight. Sure. Uh, and as far as the Titans are concerned, I, I think they deserve all the credit in the world. Yeah. Will Levis for hanging in there. Mike Vrabel. Um, and Mike Vrabel for, I mean, to me, this kind of feels like for a team that's five and eight, mm. uh, this is basically their Super Bowl yep. of the year. Um, Congrats to them, man. Um, I hate great. my fan base. I hate, I hate with a passion oh, that yeah, my fan base is so goddamn toxic. Spoil acting spoiled when you ain't won shit in forever, and you got a nine and four team, and you're talking about tear it all down. McDaniel sucks. All of this, shit. it's like I had to, I had to like get rid, get out, just cleanse myself of social it's like media. The first time you guys have been good in twenty yeah. years, and they're yeah. already spoiled. <laughs> it was like that with Flores. It was like you get, because of that, we got winning seasons in a row. We had <laughs> two with Flores, and now we got this with uh, McDaniel, and these motherfuckers are stupid. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's that's we're, we already got another winning season, <laughs> thirteen hmm. games into the season, and you motherfuckers hmm. are. T- uh, I hate them all. Hmm. Uh, final game of the weekend. I want to show our viewers of this uh, podcast. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to show them the start of the game because you gotta show the start of the game, and I feel like I feel like it's the only way to get this conversation going. Hmm. The star, the star of the game. <laughs> the star of this game is not on the right; it's on the left. It's the agent. It's the agent, uh, Sean Stellato, of uh, of our boy, uh, of our boy Tommy DeVito. <laughs> He's okay. got his little oh. trademark. <laughs> He's got his little trademark uh, uh, with the. Uh, <laughs> Not only that, did you see the necklace he was wearing in that clip where he was in the stands? Is it? <laughs> right there. You see that necklace? Yes. What about the necklace? Okay. That necklace and the pendant that is hanging from that necklace mm-hmm. is a, um, it's a horn. It's an animal horn. Okay. Um, it is something that every child who grows up in an Italian family Every man in an Italian family, I should say, mm. Oh, mm. Uh, will eventually be gifted. Oh, 
by his and, Italian grandfather. I have and, that exact same <laughs> necklace that my grandfather, grandfather. That my Italian grandfather gave to me. Does it have to I be paternal six, or maternal? When I, when I was six years old, and it's a, it's like a sign of virility and manhood and all these other like super toxic macho bullshit Italian stuff. What uh, about his uh, hand gesture that he's doing in this picture? Yeah, that's just uh, you know, like ah, forget about it. Yeah, is that an American Italian thing or an Italian Italian thing? I'm pretty sure it's an American Italian thing, or Italian American, I should say. Or I don't know. I mean, Italians are known for being very like active with their hands and whatnot. I don't, I don't know if Italian Italians do that. Um, Do they do the charm? Oh, 100%. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. I forget what it's called, but I have it. It's here in my one of my, the drawers of one of my in my <laughs> desk like I still just have it. It's like it I have mine and I have the one that belonged to my father when he passed away and it's just a thing that you you get as an Italian as an Italian kid. It's just all Shout out I, to Sean Stellato. <clears throat> um he was fascinating. I saw an interview with him this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was being interviewed by Kay Adams and he was talking about really? Tommy DeVito. Uh, he was talking about Tommy DeVito being a hundred percent capable of winning the QB one job in New York. Um, he said, <laughs> you know, Daniel Jones is obviously a great quarterback, so we'll see how that goes. So he's um, not a good talent evaluator. <laughs> uh, but what, the the thing that I kept waiting for him to say because he's such a, he looks like such an Italian mobster I love it, uh, um, it it you know I I was almost expecting him to say that Daniel Jones is a hell of a quarterback, um, but you know he could also wind up at the bottom uh, of the Hudson River. Like <laughs> <everybody else. laughs> so it's not going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> he might go missing. Hey. You know, he's a great quarterback, but you know, sometimes guys they uh disappear. <laughs> they uh they go places. They uh they go on vacation and they never come back. They uh you know, they 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 go to uh quarterback heaven, if you know what I mean. So um, you never know. Uh, we'll Daniel Jones reported that he received a, a newspaper wrapped around a fish. Also, you know, I saw the <laughs> I saw the Tommy DeVito interview after the game, which was quite funny. He, they were asking him. They said, "Oh, have you seen the images of your father, and your brother, and your agent in the stands, like celebrating after you scored a touchdown?" He was like, "No, I haven't seen it." He's and the reporter kind of tried to describe to him he's like yeah he's like they're they're very excited and they're doing the hand gesture and they're kissing each other on the cheek and uh and he's like they seem like very interesting characters and tommy devito just kind of looked at him and said yeah it's good for business uh, <laughs> which was another like super Italian that was like oh my god and he does like, the I thing devito does that too yeah, you see him on that. Like he does it when he does a big play. <laughs> wow, I love this guy. He's really, really. He he might be the funnest backup story yeah. of the year for sure. I think he's overtaken. The Josh Dobbs thing was was the fun backup story, and that yeah. fell off a cliff. And now yeah. we've got Tommy DeVito. I feel like he's the Italian version of Gardner Minshew. You know, what is I mean? he is Just he the better character? Is he better than Marcus <laughs> 
I heard, I read actual Eagles fans claiming that they should sit Jalen Hurts so that he can get healthy. You know, he's clearly playing through a knee injury, and and they should let Mariota play. I kind of so um, if you're thinking about long term, I, I, I understand that. I mean, you'll Absolutely. certainly see him in the week 17. You maybe yeah. you see Mariota. We'll see. But. Uh, I don't know, man. I think uh, they got through the gauntlet with him. Let him rest it up, man. You could tell that mm. team is beaten down by the end of this. And they mm. had a um, was it a Monday night game? They had like a late game in the middle of that. You know, short weeks and stuff. Yeah, maybe the next game. I I would understand if they let uh, him take a, a night off. Mm. Last year they could let him come out of the game early a lot. They were getting that's so true. far ahead of teams. This year, they're, they're climbing back into every game. Yep, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. Um, but uh, about the game, um, the Giants game, it was actually a fun game. And it came down to the wire. Mm. And uh, we made a bet. I just want to tell our listeners. I know that everybody's not on mm. Patreon. They don't see our betting journey. But we did a George <laughs> Costanza bet. And we just bet the opposite of what we thought was going to happen. And it hit, man. <laughs> We bet that uh oh, shit. I lost you for a second. Oh yeah, I froze. Okay. I'ma let it let your internet speed catch up. All right. Yeah, we bet that uh Tommy that Tommy DeVito wouldn't throw an interception, which we thought he probably should. We bet that the Giants would cover. We didn't even bet the victory. We should have bet the victory. And we bet the points would be over 37. And uh, I had half an eye on that game because of that. And I was pleasantly surprised. At one point in the night, my wife woke up, comes out, Sandra comes out. And I was like, what a good night. Dolphins are obviously going to win. And we're going to hit this George Costanza parlay. What a night. And then the last thing she hears me say, I can't fucking believe it. <laughs> Throw the ball, Tua. Shit. That's <laughs> what <laughs> so she got there. <laughs> it wins some, you lose some. Yeah, it wins some, and you historically lose every now and then, once in mm. every uh, 150 years. All right. Uh, so flip them, pick them. You're ahead 113 to 98. Somehow I was winning at some point in the year. You and I have different numbers. I, I I believe my numbers more than I believe yours. What's yours? 103 to 114. I'll take that. I got to go back through it. I don't know. You know what messes it up is the uh, – maybe I missed some uh, thing in here, uh, an mm-hmm. upset or something. I, maybe I forgot to put an I ne- upset in. I never miss anything because I do it analog. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll take it we'll take your points i'll, I'll just write it in there um mm. real mvp i'm gonna mm. i want to get to our superlatives um i gotta say my real mvp um and this is to highlight the fact that it's a weekly thing you know mm. <laughs> i just want to say that mm. as a caveat mm. it's a weekly thing my real mvp is zach wilson man and I got to start with the new Return of the Zach, man. It's not a Zach that we've seen much before. He's done it every now and then. You know, he might uh, do something positive in a game. And he did something positive this in. Zach Wilson came out and, uh, and won a game for his team. Didn't lose it. Didn't uh, embarrass himself. Threw for over 300 yards. You don't normally see that. 
and played like a player uh, who was rumored to not want to play, shut that shit down, came out and uh, led his team to victory, focused on his star player, the other Wilson, the lesser Wilson. No, I was just kidding. The better Wilson and, uh, and, and won it out. And for that, I got to say to return of the Zach. You the real MVP. Yeah, you're right. Our 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 real MVP is meant to be a week to week thing. It's a small sample size. It's not meant to be predictive of who's going to be the MVP at the end of the year. It's just like who impressed us this week. Uh, for me, my real MVP came out of the Ravens Rams game. OBJ was balling. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Likely yes. was balling. Yes. Zay Flowers was balling, and Lamar Jackson was playing like his hair was on fire. But my MVP goes to Ravens <laughs> backup punt returner, Tylen mm. Wallace, who delivered a ridiculous mm-hmm. game-winning 76-yard walk-off punt return touchdown in overtime. This man wasn't even supposed to be on the field. But when Devin Duvernay went down with a back injury, Wallace was asked to return punts for the first time ever in his th- <laughs> three-year NFL career. And to set this up properly, <clears throat> this is the same dude who lined up offside on an earlier Rams punt. Wait, they call that the- sometimes? I know. They do call that sometimes. <laughs> uh, crazy. He lined up offside on an earlier Rams punt that led to an automatic first down and an eventual Rams touchdown. Okay, this dude is a receiver out of Oklahoma who's been buried in the depth chart since being drafted by the Ravens. He makes a big time mistake in a game. And then when they needed it the most, dude receives the punt in the rain. He gets the edge. He jukes. He spins a dude, breaks another tackle, two blocks in the back. (laughs) Nobody saw that. He's right by the sidelines. Barely stays in bounds, nearly gets tripped up by another guy, mm-hmm. stumbles like he's going to go down, but somehow stays on his feet and he finishes off by launching himself into the end zone like mm-hmm. he's playing Madden uh, <laughs> and then gets mobbed by all of his Ravens teammates. I mean, what a special moment for a yeah. guy like this. So for me, uh, Tylen Wallace. Uh, you the real MVP. Yeah, man. Uh, who's your trash? <clears throat> My trash, I, I could easily go with Arthur Smith and Desmond Shitter of the Falcons, but I feel like I've done that all year, and I think people are probably tired of hearing it. So this week I'm going to go with uh, whoever is calling the plays in the Steel City for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. We give There's Mike Tomlin – yeah, maybe that's the problem. Mm-hmm. We give Mike Tomlin a lot of slack because we love him. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I do think he's a good coach. Secretly, I, uh, as I said, I do. I, I hope the Steelers fire him so the Falcons can hire him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that it's Mitch Trubisky, uh, you know, at this point. But honestly, I just don't find that it was very impressive when it was Kenny Pickett either. And the mm-hmm. Steelers are another team like the Jets with a, le- a they have legitimate beasts on the defensive side of the ball uh, who are forced to sit there and watch the offense rack up a total of 4.8 yards per play passing and 2.9 yards per play on the, on, on rushing. It's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Um, Next gen stats posted a screenshot of my man, former bulldog, George Pickens route tree on the plays where he was targeted. And 
that shit looks like a limp dick that fell out of a window of a moving car. It's fucking pathetic. It's like two, two, three, four yards down and out. To use a weapon of that caliber in this fashion is downright criminal, in my opinion. And I'm sure there are all kinds of things that people smarter than me could blame it on. All I know is that it ain't pretty, and I'm tired of looking at it. The Steelers are normally a fun team to watch, but this year, more often than not, they're trash. You are trash! All right. uh, This week's trash happens to be two people that will go down as all-time in their positions. Two future Hall of Fame golden jacket, uh, golden jacket recipients, but no one is exempt from trashdom, as we found out. I get asked a lot about hooliganism here in Europe and why it isn't such a thing in America. And I always refer to how we grow up learning about sportsmanship. It's a code and a language that we learn early on. You learn to try and play fair at all times. You learn to give it your all and see who the quote unquote best man is, so that that person can win. You learn to be a gracious winner. You learn to be a gracious loser. You lose social points if you're bad at winning or losing. It's in our DNA. The professionals remain above that bullshit because they are professionals. They are the gold standard. But Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid let this frustrating season get to them and it came out whiny as fuck at their press conferences. They had somehow managed to be perennial Super Bowl contenders without being unanimously hated by people that are not their fans they've backtracked as you should after saying some dumb shit but it was too late they had solidified it and now they got a lot of making up to do because they're at risk of becoming that vaunted hated winner Mm -hmm. and for that reed and mahomes you are trash it's a good point yeah uh my uh shit got learned is that the debate is over man the debate is finally over we all thought this will be the nail in the coffin for one Mike McCarthy. This was his chance after losing the heavily, the heavily sought out offensive coordinator, the future head coach of some lucky team, offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore goes over to somehow still the top, one of the top quarterbacks. People still, like, when they name the top six, seven quarterbacks in the league, they always throw in Justin Herbert. Somehow. I don't know. He's a handsome mm. guy. I don't know I don't know how it's still lasting like this. But so Justin Herbert, he's that guy, and now he's going to have his offensive coordinator. Watch out for the Chargers. They're going to take down the Chiefs. Chiefs having this shitty season. Chargers not even close to sniffing the Chiefs after getting Kellen Moore. The debate's over, man. The winner of this has been Mike McCarthy. The Cowboys look better than they have under this offensive genius, Kellen Moore, who was coddled all the way up through the, the, the Cowboys organization, who still, the only top five list he's on is punchable faces in the NFL. So I don't understand uh, why this isn't an argument anymore. Kellen Moore probably lost his chance to be a, a head coach in the league by the way that this Chargers offense has looked this season. So Mike McCarthy won, man. That's the shit I learned. Mm. That's a good point. Uh, for mine, I'm going to say Pete Carroll, in my opinion, is a great coach. Yeah. I, I hate That's to say, you learned? I, I, I hate to say what I'm about to say, especially oh. when he is forced to field a squad led by Drew Locke, mm-hmm. but his recent history, mm. especially in this division, 
mm-hmm. when you look at it very closely, is a bit concerning. Mm-hmm. His record against the Cardinals is good because the Cardinals are trash and have been for a while. Plus, everyone in the division is beating up on the Cardinals, so we can throw that out. However, over the last few years, Pete is 0-5 versus the Rams and the 49ers. Damn. He's got a better all-time record of versus Shanahan because let's face it, it's Kyle fucking Shanahan. But versus McVay, <laughs> <clears throat> versus McVay, oh, Pete Carroll is five and ten all time. God damn! Having just recently learned this, has me thinking that Pete Carroll's seat is probably a little warmer than I mm-hmm. previously realized. I love Pete Carroll, I really do. But given that winning your division is the only surefire way to make it to the playoffs, and this is your division record over the past Mm. several years, it's looking like it might be time for a fresh start Mm. in Seattle. Not now. now, I'm not saying he needs to be fired right now, but next year as I look ahead to my hot seat rankings, Mm. I'm pretty sure Pete's going to – he's going to bump up the list. Mm. And what are they on, like a five-game losing streak or four-game losing streak right now? Yeah, it's something like, like that. It's, it's not good. Hmm. Damn, I didn't expect that. Hmm. Uh, who are you putting some spec on? <clears throat> well, normally I wouldn't do this because most of the time this team is so busy putting spec on their own name. But this week I'm putting it on, on Dakota Prescott and the hmm. Dallas Cowboys. They yeah. – they, they went out there and they did it. Since getting absolutely pantsed by the 49ers in week five, the Cowboys have won seven out of eight. The only loss being a close one to the Eagles in week eight, which they definitely got revenge for this past weekend. Game after game, Dak has been balling his ass off and deserves a lot of credit for wrestling the NFC East lead away from the Eagles, who've looked a little shaky this year, even mm-hmm. when they're winning. Yes, the Cowboys have been beating the snot out of bad teams, um, but you can only play the teams on your schedule, and that's kind of what they're doing. And now Dak has gone out and and put his name in the race for MVP. Not sure I would go that far at this point, but if he keeps playing like this, he might fuck around and go out there and get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys, despite the fact – that you already do this for yourselves. Uh, I, I'm going to put some spec on your name. This put week. some respect on my name. All right, I'm putting some spec on Tommy DeVito, man. We counted <laughs> him out. We counted him out, man. We thought it was over, man. He didn't have a blazing statistics, but he held it together, didn't lose the game. He was getting laughed off the field the last uh, the, his first few appearances, and now he's gotten it together. The team's behind him. He's got his trademark now. Everybody's doing this thing. It's the new it's not it's not gonna last. I'm not gonna say it's gonna last, but no. it's the new Linsanity. Mm. I don't know if you remember this. Mm. But there was a player for the New York Knicks, same city. You know, New York likes to grab on. Asian guy, NBA, underdog, small dude coming out, hitting these crazy threes, winning games. The whole city got behind him. They were beating teams they shouldn't beat until the Miami Heat took him seriously and just took him out of the game. There was a two week period. When everybody talked about Jamie Lynn. Was it Jamie Lynn? I think it's Jamie Lynn. Mm. See, I don't even remember his name anymore. 
Linsanity. <laughs> <laughs> and now this is the new Linsanity, the football version, where the uh, the the Giants have Tommy DeVito. So enjoy the next two weeks, because right now we have no choice but to put some respect on my name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, scariest AFC team, I'm gonna say it's Buffalo Bills, man. That's the team. Everybody in the AFC who's in the top seven is just hoping that somebody beats them. They need to lose one more game for people's buttholes to loosen up a little bit because nobody wants to run up against that squad in the playoffs, and that's the biggest and scariest monster out there right now is Buffalo Bills because they sneak in it, they might fucking win the whole thing. Mm. So scariest team, Buffalo Bills. As much as I want to say that it's the Baltimore Ravens because they're sitting at the top of the division, I think that I have to agree with you. The scariest thing about playing the Buffalo Bills right now is that they are a team that is playing like there is no tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and that is the last team you want to see on your schedule yeah. as as Sunday approaches. Yep. Uh, or in this case, this week, just so you know, everyone, we'll get into it in the next episode, but we got games on Saturday this week too, y'all. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And like week 17 or week 18 now, Miami might have secured their position in the playoffs. Mm. They might be resting their starters. Mm-hmm. Buffalo might walk into <laughs> the seventh yeah. seed. Everybody's going to be rooting for whoever they play next. I don't know their schedule, but whoo. It's, mm. I love this season. This is the the, the most they, intense season. They play the Cowboys next. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, man. Did my, <laughs> did my heart on get on camera? <laughs> Yo, the, uh, <laughs> the scariest NFC team everybody knows, 49ers, man. Let's get out yeah, of here. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Yo, we ran a little long. Uh, we'll be back, shit, tomorrow to talk about the, uh, the next uh, week. So... Uh, Got nothing else to do, but thank you all for checking us out. This has been fun. What a season. We're going to dig into the playoff stuff next episode, so uh, get ready for it, man. This has been Jonathan Rollins. Skip me, sorry. With NFL. We'll holla. Peace. Later, y'all.